right, welcome everybody to a new episode of Orange Slices presented by Four Soccer Ventures. It's been a whirlwind uh, couple of weeks now, obviously. Not so much for me, but for our main man, Mark McKenzie, narrowly, narrowly missing out on a World Cup roster spot, which uh, I know something about. I know a lot about it. I know what, I know what you're going through, Mark. Uh, but how are you holding up? Like, how, how are things? Obviously, we're not talking the day of or the day after the roster came out. You know, you and I had been keeping in touch, but... How are you feeling at, at this exact moment, knowing that we are sort of three, four days out from 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 the the kickoff of the World Cup? Yeah, you know, it's it's something that's it's difficult because you see everybody there, and you're the the build up to the World Cup is all there. You go through the the grind of World Cup qualifiers. Uh, you talk with the guys about finally getting to that moment of, of not qualifying again, and you see the 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 final the final step, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel and to kind of get there and feel like I had done everything I could to, to, to ultimately put myself back in the conversation. Cause again, let's not trip and, and forget I was out of the, the team from January, that January camp where we played Canada and was it, was it Canada and El Salvador? I think it was El Salvador and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I believe it was uh, in Minnesota. Yeah. After that, you know, I, I went through a, ske- a, a stretch in March where I didn't play, and then ultimately didn't get called up in in March camps, and then again didn't get called up in the summer. Uh, so I had a long summer, and now finally we get to September and, and get that last minute call up. You know, and now I have the opportunity coming out of also a good stretch of play with Gank, and and, and feeling like I'm getting back to myself, finally getting that form again, that confidence uh, that that I've been really fighting for, and. Yeah, then you you get to that last point, and you get the call, and you don't really know what it's gonna be. You know, for me as I consider myself a, a fringe player, uh, kind of in and out, uh, not considered one of the 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 intangibles, I guess you could say. And now having a stretch of time where I felt like I put together a body of performances that I was proud of, that I felt like emulated me as a player, that, that emulated you know that that high level I could play at ultimately or tapping into at least that high level um, and, and kind of leaving it all out there to, yeah, to be dissected, you know, and, and ultimately uh, leave it up to, to Greg and his coaching staff to make the decision. Um, and and the day that's football, right? That's reality. Um, when you get that call, you see his name pop up on your phone. You're, you're praying that it's, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get you on that final, final roster coming out, you know, in a couple of days. Uh, and it, takes a turn and it's yeah you're you're not you're not going to be select you're not your name's not going to be on there that's a tough one tough pill to swallow uh kind of a gut check you know and yeah i think the first few days were really tough especially after the roster came out and i get all the messages and and whatnot and then my parents and my family everybody really yeah kind of invested in me you know ultimately going you know invested in me and and uh and knowing that i had put so much energy you know and and sacrificed into it so to not get it of course it was it was tough but end of the day man you know it's just a a, another obstacle you know i see as uh you know maybe not necessarily a setback but an obstacle just to kind of get over mentally uh, because you get to that end point and and you don't get there but yeah i can go through all those cliche cliche quotes but i won't go through all that i was on a conference call a couple days ago and Somebody on the call goes, oh, Heath, you know, I was watching all these kind of like highlight reels of past World Cups, and I just kept waiting 
for you to run across the screen, Heath. And then everybody on the call, like a few people were like, oh, oh, oh. And this person didn't know. And they had, then it turned into this like basically a moment to to tease me that I didn't make a World Cup roster, right? And I laughed at it and whatever, and I'm used to it now and things like that. But then I got to the end of it. And then I just said to that person, don't worry about it. Because guess what? I'm the only motherfucker that played for the national team on this call. So you can take something from me. You could, I could, right now, if I gave you the World Cup, Mark, you know what the next thing you would think about? Did I play in the World Cup? Because someone's going to, someone would bother you if you didn't play exactly. for the World Cup. They say you sat on the bench. You didn't even play. Yeah, you were on the roster, but he didn't play, right? You could play the games and the team doesn't do well. Yeah, but the team sucked at the World Cup, right? The next thing. Yeah, but he played for the U.S. Like, it's not like it's Brazil, right? Like, it, it, no matter what it is, there will always be the next thing that somebody has on you. One World Cup versus two World Cups, caps, whatever. Jimmy Conrad, who I work with a lot, has half the amount of caps as me. He's got a World Cup. I've got double the amount of caps. I was part of qualifying campaigns. He was part of qualifying campaigns. And, and there's just not really... What you realize with the athlete mentality or any mentality that you're hungry for is that that would have just been the next thing, mm -hmm. Right. And you would have checked it off the list and then it would be, what's your club goal, right? Where you spend 99% of your time. Like, what's the next club you want to get to? What, what are your goals at the club that you're at now? You know, what level do you want to play at? Contractually, where do you want to be? Financially, where do you want to be when you retire? And you have all these things that never stop. But you still have the scar of, of, of coming up short. Not to say that, that that's going to be the case for you because you're still young. You have plenty of chances to, to, to go in the next two World Cups. But... I will say that like when people like that, that's all part of it, right? We live in a very globalized society now too, where everybody has access to you, right? They can tweet you, they can, they can, they can uh, Instagram you, they can message anything they want. More often than not, I would say it's probably pretty positive for people, but there's people that go out of their way to remind you of, of uh, those shortcomings. And I remember saying that just a couple of days ago, or maybe might've been yesterday. And I just remember it just coming out where I was just like, you know what? That's an easy thing to attack that I was uh, alternate for the 2010 World Cup. But none of you, all, you know what happens? All you guys spend all day asking me what it's like in that place, what it's like to go through that, what it's like to fall short. And you guys are all sitting there. So if you want to attack me and make fun of me or tease me or whatever, there's some things you still can't take away. And so, you know, there's, uh, again, like I said, I could give you, I could say, hey, you made the roster. There's still be the next thing that uh, somebody would be able to criticize you for, that you yourself would, would look at something differently and say, man, I went to a World Cup. I'm so grateful. But it would have been nice to play. Or it yeah. would have been nice to get out of the group. Or it would have been nice to have done better with the time that I had. Like any of those things. It never, it's never like you just go, it's this thing. It's this destination. And that is what matters. And then anything else before that uh, doesn't matter. Because that's just not how, how careers work. That's not how it works. Because even for me, I went to uh, Confederations Cup. They were like, yeah, but go and, go and look at how many minutes I played in the Confederations Cup. Like, yeah, you're just on the team of the, the team that lost in the finals of Confederations Cup. And I still am like, nah, I was on the team that lost in the final of the Confederations Cup. They're like, yeah, but, you know. So they can, you can always have something better. You can always have something worse. And the, and the position you're in now at your age, uh, the way you're taking this, I think is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a great start. Let me ask you this. Obviously, you go through the emotions of planning for your family and things like that. Uh, how hard was it for them? Oh man, I think the the person who probably took it hardest was my mom because she's somebody who is 
Yeah, she's invested so much in me, you know, from a young age, you know, in terms of sacrificing her time and leaving work early and and ultimately wanting to put myself and my sister in the position we're in now and to now be in the position to say your son has an opportunity to play at a World Cup. It's something that none, nobody she talks to is able to to say their children really have the opportunity, you know, to say your child represents the a country, you know, on the world stage or has the opportunity to, it's something that I think any parent would say they're just in awe of and, and incredibly proud of their, their child. And then to have, to f- tell her that like, yeah, just fell short, you know, and her knowing the, the, the difficulties and the trials of, from the time I was a young player in the academy, before even joining the academy and, and going through the entire journey and now being here and the ups and downs of, of playing in Europe and not playing in Europe and getting adjusted to life here, uh, going from having one trainer and the trainer telling you one thing to the trainer you know, changing. And now you have another trainer who has a different philosophy and now you're back in the team. And then you go to World Cup qualifiers, even when you're not playing, you know, and you get some minutes and then, you know, now flash forward and we're in this period, this this last five months, four months where, you know, I'm now playing a lot. The team is in first by, you know, 10 points. You know, I'm now really hitting my stride and her seeing that and all the all, all of that coming together um, and, and, and me becoming more well-rounded because of it. Um, and now getting to the point of, of being in the discussion again for, for moving to the, to the World Cup, I think for her was a tough one. Uh, I think she, yeah, she broke down. And then my dad, he's, yeah, I think he was probably second, of course, you know, mom and pops. But yeah, my dad also seeing the the, the work that gone in, had gone into it. But he's the one who is, my mom is much more emotional. She's much more, when it hits, it hits her hard, you know. And with my dad, he's one of those people who says, all right, well, we got to roll your sleeves up. We got to go again. You know, he's the one who kind of keeps me, keeps my mind in that. All right, well, you got to flip the switch because you still got gang to deal with. You still got another game coming up Sunday. You still got, you know, the cup match. You still got potentially, you know, another cup game coming up. He's like, all right, well, we got to get to the next point because after the next point, then there's something else you got to do. Um, so similar to what you were talking about before, keeping a perspective on the, the, the whole picture. Uh, so he was gutted for me uh, as well, but. Yeah, I think hands down, my mom, she was the, the one who took it hardest. And again, telling everybody she knows about it, that's the the hard part to now say, oh, and every, when everyone asks her, it kind of just opens that wound again. You know, it's like yeah. scratching that scab off. So, uh, yeah, helped that's her tough. get through it. It's crazy, though, because in that period, like you say, when you're you, when you're on the fringe of it and you're on the bubble, like I had friends that would call me and be like, bro, I got a good feeling you're going to make this team. And mm-hmm. when you're in that position, you'll take any any bit, any bit of information from anybody. 100%. Right? Some, oh, what's that? You got a vibe? Your gut? Your gut's telling you I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this team? Like you're, it's, it's impossible for you to be like, oh, shut up, man. Like you don't know anything. Because you're reaching and grabbing on, latching on to any sort of positivity. And, and obviously you're having your conversations with the staff. And maybe that's, you know, you're in a period of time where you, 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 assume one thing and and get told another or your brain and your mind are just trying to work it all out right and try to stay like i'll know when i know like just like when you went to gank like nah pen to paper then i'm going to gank right no because you went through it with celtic like your mind you lived in you lived in uh in glasgow for two years in your mind during a period when you were going to go to celtic right like your mind goes there you're sure up apartments you're looking at neighborhoods like your brain can't help but try to like process it all 
And then you're going through the situation now and uh, it's, it's, it's really, really tough because you got to live it over and over again. And then you add your family into the mix, making sure they're okay, then making sure you're okay. And it's just a, it's a tough situation. Have you, have you, did, did some of the guys reach out to you? Have you talked to some of the, some of the, 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 the team? Um, what was actually, what was your, I don't think we've gotten to that. Like, what was your conversation with Greg even letting you know yeah. that it wasn't going to happen? Because I would assume going into that final week, you had to be, at least in my book, and what I was saying publicly, close to a lock. Like somebody, like when I think about, you know, we ended up taking 17 right backs. And I, that was something I could have never, I, and obviously I'm joking, but we took four right backs. And that's something I could have never, ever predicted in the way you would build a, a roster. And I know that there's some cover for left back and blah, 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 and maybe some, you know, center back, whatever. My point is, is that the logic in me was like, a place that you can take five is that center back because you got two positions there, rotation, squad, and maybe, you know, whatever. You never know what's going to happen. And so what was your, I guess, what was your conversation with Greg, you know, the day that you, you, you uh, found out you wouldn't be going? Yeah, it was... Again, when I when you see when you see the coach's name pop up on your phone, it's like, all right, well, yeah, how how's this gonna go? You know, it's this yeah it, adrenaline kicks you know, in, fight yeah, or flight mode, a, yeah, right. You know, it's this moment of excitement, but this moment of like, holy crap! You know, he could say I'm not going at all. You know, so trying to keep my composure and say, all right, well, you gotta you gotta take it either way. You know, you gotta understand that there's two sides that it can go. You know, mm -hmm. and me being a realist, I was like, look. Should he say no? Then, yeah, you gotta swallow that one. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really take that to the chest and ultimately keep moving. But if he says you're going, now you gotta carry this form. You know, you can't just let it be a one-off thing where you know you're you're riding this form from the last few months with Gank. You know, and they just do it with Gank. You know, you gotta now do it and step up. Uh, should should your name be called? So, yeah, I pick up the phone and he says, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, typical little small talk, and then, yeah, he's like, "Look, uh, it's a tough one, but you know, your your name's not going to be on the roster coming out Wednesday. Um, ultimately, it's it's one of those things where he feels like he has more trust, you know, in the the four guys he selected, you know, and uh, I was just on the fringe of making it, and ultimately just didn't make it. Um, and to be on standby should should anything happen, but." Yeah, uh, I said, look, you're in great form right now, and uh, this shouldn't dictate or define me as a player. Uh, I'm still young, and the 2026 World Cup is around the corner. Uh, so yeah, you just gotta yeah keep keep fighting, keep the form, you know, and keep keep developing my game. And again, should anything change, I'll be in contact. But yeah, unfortunate news, you know. And he was like, I'm sorry. Uh, so it's yeah, it's a conversation. I think in the moment where. You kind of just want it to be over, and you're like, "Damn, you know, I uh, don't." Yeah. yeah, in all honesty, like I didn't want to hear really any sorries or anything like that. It was just like, "Just tell me straight." You know, there's no need to to kind of go around it. But you got to respect the decision too. That's the other side of it. You know, as a coach, you got to make tough decisions, tough calls, and ultimately, you you got to live with that. So, whether he makes the right decision or not. It's very subjective. Um, I think was it anybody, a phone call or a FaceTime or? No, it was a phone call. Phone call. Phone call. Yeah, yeah, it was a phone call. Uh, so yeah, look, ultimately, it's 
and again, it, it's tough because then you see, you know, the the calls coming out the following days, you know, of yeah, hey, your game, your name's going to be on the roster Wednesday, your name's going to be. So, yeah, to, I think I logged off of social for, for a day or so just to yeah. kind of kind of wash it off because hey, you know, nowadays. Was, mine was in camp, by the way. Mine was in camp. So, really? like, when they named it, I went up to my hotel room and there's like 15 guys spraying champagne all over a hotel room. And I'm like, you know, Charlie Browning down the down the hallway, or like, yeah. well, you know, what's his name from Arrested Development when he's walking with his chin down? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Just like that was that was it for me, where I was like super excited for these guys, you know, and they like of grabbed me and brought me in, and you know, they were smoking their cigars, and these are lifelong dreams coming coming true. I, I didn't want to make it about me, but me in that moment, like, I just went outside. I started walking for like it was like two o'clock in the morning. I just started walking yeah, for man. a while, like walking and walking and walking, where I was just like trying to process it and figure it out of just like because when you think about sports right at any at any age when you when you make it to a championship game when you make it to a semifinals you make it somewhere where you could you can like see the light at the end of the tunnel you know that the next year you could do it again you know how hard it is to get there right Mm -hmm. but with the world cup that's four years like that's that is a significant that's a potentially a third of your career you've got to sustain as somebody who's gotten into the national team right Right. You could see like Tim Ream hasn't been part of the national team for for like significantly for for a while now. And he was called upon to be, you know, that's a rare case that that happens, you know. People come in, they go, and, and a lot of it is about timing, form, things like that. That, like I said, I got much more caps than Jimmy Conrad does. Jimmy Conrad has a World Cup. Had the right form at the right time with the right coach, delivered when he was supposed to, and, and, and he made a World Cup. I was most capped in 2008, was a big part of 2009. Going into 2010, was still in the mix came short so when you look at like that window like you said like your dad's the kind of guy that's like all right we got to get going again you realize how different that is gank top of the table right whether you win Mm -hmm. the league this year or you don't win the league you'll go in next year going like right we got to sustain it or we got to go after it again but you know that's still like a finite amount of time right to to go after that whereas a world cup there's just like it could be a different coach it could be you know, uh, uh, there's a million things. It's four you know? years, and, and, you know? and the process that <laughs> the process that is is really difficult because you realize like we cl- you climb mountains in your career to to make it to playoffs and and try to win trophies and things like that. But then you 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 climb much bigger mountains when it comes to the national team. When you think about three and a half years of climbing, and that's not always the case, right? You you could disappear from the national yeah. team for two years and pop back in. Um, but like to know that how far you've come and how close you were to, to, to have to do that again is emotionally and, and physically exhausting. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, it's draining. Cause you know, that you're not doing it just on the club side, but now you're competing with what four or five other guys, potentially, you know, who are in and out of the national team kind of rotating, you know, especially in this last cycle, for example, you're going head to head, you know, trying to sustain that form, you know, and then to, to hear like, oh, the, the World Cup of 2026 is, yeah, it's in the U.S. and qualifying is going to be different, but it's four years away, you know? So there's no guarantee of anything, you know? You're just trying to really get through that period of time. You want to be fit. You want to be healthy. You want to be playing well because that's all you can ride off of. And ultimately with Gank, it's like, all right, well, I know that just because maybe this month, you know, I only played three out of the six matches, but, you know, next month 
I'll be fit again because I had a little mm-hmm. nagging injury or something like that, and I can bounce back and I can find my stride again. You know, with the national team is like, all right, well, we got a national team window coming up in March. If you're not f- fit for that, then you got to wait another four months until June potentially. You know, and then if you get called in for that, or if he's using it as a, a, a camp for for guys who are on the fringe, guys who he wants to evaluate. You know, are you in? Are you out? Uh, and then if you don't get called for that, then you got you got to wait another four months again till September or whatever it is. And now yeah. with our World Cup qualifiers or our qualification, I don't know how it's going to look. So it's a bit different being in the U.S. And now you're sharing it with two other countries. Uh, you don't have to qualify. So you got to sustain that now as a national team playing friendly matches and keeping that competitive competitive aspect uh, alive within the team. So, yeah, there's, 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 there's levels that kind of go with it. Uh, but ultimately, when I got the call, it was tough. But I was happy for the guys. Look, as you 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 grind with them all through qualification, so you want to ultimately see the guys do well. You know, you want to see them represent not only themselves well, but the the, the nation well. You know, because you know that if you were in that position, you'd want that from the guys you were rallying with. You know, in those those hot nights, you know, against the the you know Central American countries. So, uh, yeah, reached out to a few of them. They they reached out to me as well. So. Look, we got a we got a tight group, a young group as well, guys who who have all kind of gone through it. Whether it's injuries, whether it's being selected, not being selected, it's it's a wide variety. But we yeah. got a good group. The hard part, I would say, for me when I went through it, is that there's not a word anybody can tell you that's going to make you feel better. There's nothing <sighs> anybody can say. Percent. There's not a like it, it, like there's not a hug someone can give. There's not a word. There's not a phrase. There's not a thing you can buy or acquire that can that can change the outlook it is ultimately inside feels like like failure and despair because there's not there's just no other way around it it can't be like oh well you know but then i went and bought a rolex and that felt good like there's like there's not there's no way to and, and people try everybody tries your loved ones try but like that's that's straight up like uh, we actually chatted with Landon Donovan the other day and he talked about the amount of therapy he's <laughs> had to go through to process certain things 2006 World Cup the failures of 2006 World Cup the amount of therapy he's had to go through just to be able to like get past some of those things you know and this is a guy who's been one of the best ever for the US more privileged more opportunities more 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 like you know more experiences more trophies more all these things but had to go through crazy amounts just to get past the fact that came on the scene 2002 no stress no pressure you know like had this lights out best the US has ever done in a world cup and then 2006 you know he's no longer this unknown person that you throw on the field he's got to be the star and mm-hmm. and didn't deliver and just the amount of time that could get over cuz no no again the point I was trying to make is that like there's no words that anybody can give you that make you go like oh that's a good way of putting it you know <laughs> like right you go right. like oh yeah yeah that that makes sense yeah okay thank you for that you know you're just kind of <laughs> like you got you got to deal with it on your own exactly you know and I think I appreciate and I said it already but I appreciate all the messages that came out and stuff but it it just for me to process it I kind of had to go through it I remember when the call happened and after I hung up I just kind of put the phone down and I walked outside and I did a couple, you know, walks up and down the driveway. You know, I came back inside, my dog was barking and then I was like, oh, I got to go for a drive. So I just got in the car. I kind of just went for a drive around. Yeah. Just driving 
you know, listening to to random music, just trying to get my mind. It's to like kind the of Kings of Comedy where he's like, I'm out on the ice without a stick, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like skating around. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm just out there and I'm like, man, you know, and then and then at that point I start thinking about all the moments where I said, well, what, you know, what could I have done? You know, what was, what were Oof. the doubts, you know, where, what, you know, was it the Nations League final where I, I misplaced the pass in Mexico and then they scored? Was it, you know, when I played in the match against Panama and collectively we just didn't do well, but I just didn't do well enough in these situations and stepping in, you know, did I win the duels in this game? And, you know, I missed this pass in that game and so you, now I'm pr- I'm playing all these things back and forth in my head, going through each play, each match that I put on the crest, and I'm like, man, you know, like, was I that bad? You know, was that like, was it that? And then, yeah, I, it that that feeling kind of sat with me for a little bit, and I, I put my head on the pillow when I got back, and it just was a sleepless night because I'm still now replaying things over and over again. I'm like, well. Man, if I only I had just played more, you know, last season. If only I had just kept that form, you know, through you know the end of last season into the summer. If only I had just picked up, you know, a little bit faster, you know. What and then you know you put yourself. I started realizing I put myself through all this, but it's not going to change a thing. You know, I'm just beating myself up over and over again. You know why? Because Greg, Greg, Greg is the coach, and he could have just said, "Meh." You know, well, we talk we talk about this a lot, not necessarily you and I, but but generally around coaches, where it's like, like I want I want you to be playing every week, okay? Mm-hmm. Check. Yeah, but I want you to be playing at a higher level every week, okay? Uh-huh. Check. I want you to be playing at a higher level and being more impactful. You know, like uh-huh. it, that 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 is a never ending list of things that a coach either truly believes that you don't can't get to, or they ex- need as excuses because yeah. they don't like you. And they don't want exactly. you. And and so you can beat yourself up all you want. But even when I dial it back to, to me, I was like, was I ever really going to the World Cup? Yeah. Like, was and I that's ever? The thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, I know, I know, I know Bob Bradley liked Jonathan Bornstein. Bob Bradley drafted him at Chivas. Bob Bradley turned him from a striker into a left back. Bob Bradley capped him over and over again. Bob Bradley subbed him in every time he was in the squad. I never subbed in, really, if I was on the bench, you know? Like I, I saw all the things like I didn't need that proof, but in your mind, you start to like analyze into like, well, what if I had made that pass differently? Or what if I had like, right. You know? And then there was comments said to me throughout my time with the national team where you're like, well, you're sitting at too many tables. Like you need to find your group. I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm like, I like people, you know, like, yeah, man. what, what, like now I'm thinking like, did I sit at too many dinner tables? Like, did I, was I with too many, was I friends with too many people? Does that make you probably shouldn't have talked to him? Like, you know, I grew up in a house where it's like, ask questions. So I ask questions like, hey, you know, how did I do in this game? How can I be better? Is there a reason why I'm not playing in this next game? And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you asking so many questions? You know, I'm like, I asked too many questions. Was it the questions that did it? And then you dial it back to just being like, it is what it is. You know, like there's, you could, uh, unless you are Christian Pulisic or one of the five or six, like it's really hard even then. 2014, Landon Donovan didn't go to the World Cup. Julian Green went to the World Cup. I mean, he scored with his first touch. But like, Landon Donovan yeah. was snubbed in a way that people are like, oh, what? You know, like, there, there are just things that you, the, the, the quicker you can come to terms, which, which is hard because when you're an athlete, you, 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 you want to control everything, right? Because you can control what you can control, you can have an impact on. And, and, and um, it's hard to let that go and be like, well, What's the difference? Because it also feels like you're shorting yourself a little bit, you know? 
Yeah, you know, and that's that's the, the aspect of it where I think I had to really be careful with it because again, it can eat you up inside. Uh, it can really eat you up. I found like the next day, you know, at the at the facility, I was just snappy with guys. I was like, hey, I apologize. I, you know, like I was like, I'm sorry about that, bro. You know, just tough one. You know, so. Mm-hmm. End of the day, man. Look, coaches are always gonna have have their reasons. You know, they're always gonna have their sentiments about players. You know, and and Greg could have very well have had his team already in his mind. You know, weeks before this tournament, was just waiting. You know, to to to, to put that final final call out. But uh, look, it's a decision. You know, he's the coach. He makes the decisions, and that's that's everywhere in the world it happens. So now, you know, it's on the guys who got called up to to kind of step up and 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 set the bar. You know, I think now. We look at the group, and it's a talented group, and we can talk about youth and whatnot, but there's expectation. I think we each have expectation for the team, you know, uh, even not being there. You know, I have expectations for the guys because I know what they can do, you know, and, and as long as we're playing on one accord, I think that's the biggest thing. It doesn't matter if we're playing counterattack football, you know, or trying to play possession base or play, you know, a bit of both. I think it's ultimately only 11-plus guys on the pitch to to deal with it. Because it's a tournament, you know, one game can turn the tide of, of, of the entire thing. So, uh, end of the day, I'll be watching and supporting. But there's always that that bit of, you know, when I'm sitting on the couch with my family watching a game, like, man, I could be there. You know, you know, you get you you look and you're like, oh, just just one thing I could have done to be there. You know, I think that's the the sentiment that kind of sticks with me above all else. You know, if you could have been there, um, but now. I've kind of turned that into this this motivation now to kind of lift trophies here with Gank because, yeah, I want to win trophies. And it's it sounds sounds cliche, but that's all I can do, you know? That's mm-hmm. all I can really control at this point. So, um, yeah, I got to. Yeah, so 10 points, clear at the, 10 points clear at this break in the league, top of the table. Mm-hmm. 10, 10 games, right? 10, yeah. 10 games unbeaten? Yeah, 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 10 10. 10. And and now you get a little bit like a week off or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. what what's your plans right now for for the for the World Cup? Where are you going to be? You know, over the next day, where can we find you, man? Heading back stateside, chill with the fam for about a week. You know, eight days, watch the games. Uh, so you can be able to watch all the group stage games back back with the fam. Uh, get back on this side. I think we have a small training camp coming up uh, the beginning of December because we got a first match again December 21st. So, uh, yeah, back to it, man. I think for me it'll be important to kind of refresh a bit uh, after this period. You know, some nagging things kind of bother me. So uh, kind of get those cleared up and, and then get ready to roll again because everybody's coming for us, bro. You know, we're now, I think, 10 games, 10 points clear, top of the table. Uh Again, where essentially they call, I think in Belgium they say like the the autumn or fall or winter winter champions or something like that. But you know, honestly, you know things can turn because I think the first season I was here, you know, we were first, and then we ended up going on a slump. So um, and kind of picking up late. But I think now with this group, we wanna we wanna really put ourselves in, in, and create that gap. So end of the season, we don't got to worry about all this you know point differential stuff. Are we getting in playoff? Are we not in playoff? Yeah. So now for me, man, like I said before, trophies, trophies, trophies. Uh, trying to get, trying to get back to lifting again, because uh, yeah, I've been in the gym, so it's about time that you know I put these, put these biceps to work. You know, <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, 
How, how many guys I saw Ar- Arteaga got selected? Mm-hmm. Right, Arteaga. How many other Preciado, teammates? Okay, uh, for Ecuador, Ito is not with us anymore, but he's off of Japan. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm missing somebody. But you'll have so you'll have a big group when you come back in like a, in like ten, eight ten days. Yeah, we'll probably have. I think we'll probably have most guys back. Uh, and then will you go to I like mean, a mid-season training camp yeah. somewhere? Yeah, yeah, we're going to Spain. Uh, we'll go to Spain in like the first week of December. So that'll be nice. Kind of get away a bit, reset, watch the last few games of the World Cup. You know, and prepare for that for that for that upcoming match in December. And yeah. So do you guys play yeah. through December then? And then yeah, we we just kick it off right after that. So December twenty-first, and we have a cup match on the twenty-sixth against Anderlecht again. Um, Dang, no have... respect for Christmas, huh? Sorry, this is man. that. Uh, this is that. That that's that NFL's the NFL model, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, Boxing Day football. So yeah, yeah everyone's bro. gonna be home, man. Play the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? National game, uh, bro, for real. So yeah, and after that, I think we have a few days off, and then this January seventh, we play Bruges at home, and then we have like six, seven games January between January and beginning February. So yeah, we're we're back to it. So be important for us again. Get back on a good streak. Yeah, I think that's that's about it, man. You know, that's kind of again how I've been trying to trying to process things. You know, of, of making it more tangible, not necessarily thinking so far down the line. Because again, I can think about twenty six because of course that's on my mind. But yeah, I think it's it's a lot easier to kind of handle things week by week. That's what I've been really focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what my my girl's been telling me to do: focus on week by week, not so much <laughs> for years at a time. Because for me, she says that. She's like, oh, you're, you know, you're so young. Oh my gosh, you know. I'm like, yeah, okay. Age wise, I'm young, but career wise, bro, we only get X amount of time. Yeah. So if you're talking four years, bro. I'm four years older. You know, Paxton is going to Frankfurt. Paxton is 18, 19 years old. All right. We need to talk about these young guys. All right. We need to talk about Joe Scally. He's nineteen. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll be twenty seven in four years. That is like, damn, I'm twenty three right now. <sighs> 27 that's like prime time moving into that period of your life you know of your career you know but life-wise you're still young life-wise you're still young you're still a baby you know my mom's still gonna call me a a little kid you know i'm still everybody call me little mark and i'm 27 career-wise i'm a vet i'm a vet at 27 all right (laughs) Mm. so yeah no i've been i've been really dealing with like that it's a long way, but like really the only way that you know now is like we are getting to an era where your club ball <laughs> is going to dictate your national team stuff, right? Come 2026, we are not going to have more than one, maybe two players that are going to get away with like, yeah, but like, you know, he's proven himself and I trust him, you know? I don't think that's going to fly in 2026. You know, people are going to have to be playing top of their game come World Cup time at a good club, in a good environment, and in good form uh, to make it. And so you're already kicking Absolutely. off in a good position now. And that, so the next four years, it's a long time. But, you know, again, where you spend most of your time on the club side of things is where you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna make your bread and you're going to make your opportunities for the next World Cup, man. That's it, man. That's the key. So, yeah, look, focus on this season. Hopefully we become champions, you know, and I think that'll – That'll speak for itself, you know, hopefully get another cup cup title in there as well. And then, you know, see what the summer brings. But yeah, this season I think it'll be important to to to, to do it the right way. 
but wait before we before we before we move on what are your plans what are your plans because i know you're a busy man especially we got world cup time coming up you know we got the kickoff coming sunday mm -hmm. uh you going out to are you going out there to see games are you i'm gonna you know, i'm gonna see going? games yeah i'm gonna see i'm gonna see games like i've i've looked at probably gonna avoid the chaos of the group stages but you know i've got access to some round of 16s some quarterfinals i i the only ticket i do have is a semifinal the first semifinal of the two and i'm trying to figure out how to get tickets to the second semifinal because yeah I, some people bought the pathway you know you can buy like the pa yeah. us pathway yeah and so you... i don't know where that falls in to which semifinals <laughs> so i i'm not trying to get those tickets from people yet but that's the only game i know for sure i'm going to go to is the semifinal and then once i get settled i'm going to be based out of dubai starting uh, starting tomorrow well, i'm flying tomorrow and it's a long flight so i'm not going to be arriving tomorrow <laughs> But uh, I'll be based out of Dubai through Christmas. So I'm going to be experience the World Cup out there. It's a 45-minute flight to, to Qatar. They have commuter flights every day. So you can come in for a game, you know, mm -hmm. fly out that night if, if you wanted to. Uh, so I'm just trying to figure all that out. But I, I plan to catch, catch a game. Probably not going to catch the U.S. games. I, I, I don't really – I don't particularly enjoy sitting in a stadium for U.S. national team games. I've tried it. Like I did it in, in Austin this year against Jamaica mm -hmm. and I just don't like it. I don't like the, I don't like, like the energy is amazing. The fans are amazing, but like, I don't personally enjoy it because you run into all these people, you're talking, you're chatting. There's all this like overstimulation around you. It's like an experience and I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to, I don't want to be, I don't want an experience. Like I want to watch the U S the game, men or women's <laughs> national teams play and that's it. And that part has been really, really hard for me. So I, I kind of made the decision like, hey, I'm going to not go to the U.S. games in the group stages, maybe in the knockout rounds. If, if, if and when the U.S. makes the knockout rounds, then I'm like, okay, maybe I can, I can get behind that because it's like almost like a be there to be there type thing. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of a wait and see because I just don't generally like, I don't know. I've been to a whole bunch of national team games in the last, last yeah. years. And it's just for me, it's just hard to hard to really like i just got all kinds of crazy emotions happening all the time and i'm overstimulated and i just leave going like Man, i don't even remember the game like what happened like i have blurry memories of like i know i know the u.s won two two nil against jamaica right mm -hmm. i think it was two nil yeah it was, uh, but that's all uh, i remember like i don't that's all i remember like i don't remember plays i don't re i mean i remember the goals i remember like little things but i i like if i watched it at home i could i could walk you through 90 minutes you know when i'm watching yeah. it like actively versus it being part of like this bigger you know, wild festival of noise and chaos and drama and the oohs and the ahs. Like for some reason, it's just distracting to me. And I like my dream scenario would be like behind three locked doors and me and a TV <laughs> where no one can get in, like completely soundproofed room. No one can come in, just me, you know, like that's, that's my ideal situation. So that might be how I end up watching the U S games, but for the other ones that there, there's nothing, then, then hopefully I can get games to those at the world cup and just go and enjoy it as a, as a, as a fan, you know? Cool, man. Nice, nice spectator vibe. Man. I think that's, that's important, bro. You, yeah. You, so I'll, you, I'll be flying over you while you fly the other direction <laughs> back to the States. I'll be sure to wave, man. I'll be sure to wave, man. Yeah. Even though you might be sleeping. It's a pretty long <laughs> flight. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> 15 hours. It's no joke, but yeah, man, I appreciate, I appreciate you, you, you taking the time. Obviously I know that you got to, get packing and you got to fly back, take some time off. And, and obviously being, being open and honest with us is what makes this podcast so fun is, is getting to hear 
something that you go, I, all of my things are like, remember wins and your, yours are like now, you know, and it's a lot more raw. Like I can, I can bandage up anything that I've gone through any which way I want. I can make it a positive. I can make it a negative. I can light somebody up if I want. I can, I can paint whatever picture I want because I've had enough time, but you've actually got to actually live with that now. So I appreciate you sharing that with, with all of us on the show. No, of course, of course, this, the 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 yin yang, man. You know, you got the the yin, I got the yang, or I got the yang, and you, yeah, whatever. But yeah, we balance each other out, bro. So I feel uh, that. no, I feel that. appreciate you guys listening, man. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it from us uh, here on Orange Slices. Obviously, we want to keep you guys up to date on everything that we're up to, and and hopefully get some get into this World Cup a little bit as 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 fans and see what we can take in and make sure that we're following Mark's movement so we can make we can uh, keep these episodes coming. And until uh, next time, big shout out to uh, our producer, Matt Flores. And uh, yeah, everybody that's at, uh, at home or in their car or, or on a train that, that listens and, and watches this on, on social media. We appreciate all of you. And uh, from Mark McKenzie and I, peace out. Peace. Peace.